And that's the music. That means that it's time for the Pilch Point with online editorial director of Laptop Magazine and Tom's guide, Abram Pilch. Abram, are you there? Yes! Excellent. I am. Fantastic. It's good to have you back. It's good to have you with the uh, the new glasses there. Yes, I figured it was time for an it was time for an upgrade because my glasses were the equivalent of were were about as old as Windows XP, and we know that's <laughs> not supported anymore. Uh, so you decided to stop supporting your glasses? Is that, that what that, you're saying? That's right. My I can wear my old glasses, but you know there's no security protection on them anymore. None. It's it's quite possible something could sneak in through the side or whatever, and I can't go back to. Uh, to the glasses store and, and ask for it to be fixed. Whereas these are, these are, uh, these can get patched. No valence so. or sharing contracts. Abram, go ahead and give them your contacts, not uh, for your eyes, but for connecting with you. So uh, you can connect to me uh, through, I'm the online editorial director for laptopmag.com and tomsguide.com. You can read all of our news at those two sites. Follow me on Twitter at Geek and Chief or find me on Facebook or Google Plus. Fair enough. Now, Avram, real fast, don't tell me without just – wait, tell me, but don't think about it, your favorite thing in build. Windows Phone 8.1 uh, – well, Windows Phone 8.1 Cortana. 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 Every time I hear that name, that's what I hear in my head. I'm sorry. You, you know that Cortana and Monos are not the same thing, right? <laughs> because you're doing the same gesture that you used to do for Rift Tracks. No, 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 no. Look, oh, no, there's yes. a difference there's for not. those watching. <laughs> it's Monos, the hands of fate. This one is Cortana. All right. What, so one is bouncy and one is not. Got right. It. You could certainly riff at Cortana today because, uh, you know, I got to spend a little time with her at the show. Uh, they had a room off the side where press could go and play with phones that have been updated to Windows Phone 8.1. So I got a, a sneak peek at it more so than just what they showed during the, the keynote. Uh, I got to actually sit there and play with it for a couple hours. And, you know, you could tell that it's still very much a beta product. Uh, it didn't have – she didn't have a lot of answers to she she did a lot of things where she shuffled me to Bing as opposed to just giving me a straight answer like you uh, often get from Google Now or from Siri where you'd say something like you know who's the president of the United States and you'd expect it to sh show like a picture of the president and tell it was read it to you or whatever or who's the prime minister of Japan or you know like what movies is Russell Crowe and these are all things I've asked. Google Now just as a test, and Google Now, like at split, will give you a card answer, uh, and and for even more complicated things than that. And Cortana, when I used it, still wasn't quite there yet. Uh, maybe it's because of maybe Bing's knowledge base isn't as strong as Google's, because the whole thing is powered by Bing. But what I love about Cortana, what I really really like about Cortana, are two things. One, Cortana lets you see her dossier on you, so. Uh, you you can't really it's not easy to find out what information Siri has collected about you and Google you can sort of you can put in certain interests for Google now like you can tell it you're a Yankee fan but it probably has already figured out and it won't tell you what it's figured out about you but uh, with Cortana there's a feature called Cortana's notebook very prominent and you can go in there and you can see several different categories of information uh, that the system has uh, gathered about you, you can erase them, you can modify them, you can enter additional data. 
So uh, you can see sort of the FBI file that Cortana is keeping on you versus Google where it's kind of creepy and you don't really know uh, what Google now really knows about you and what it, what it doesn't. Uh, you can get a really good flavor of what Cortana knows and even modify it. So I think that's, that's pretty neat. What's still a little unclear is how much she can learn if you don't give her in, uh, information. So, for example, one of the really cool features of Cortana is it supposedly knows who your family members are. So you could say to it, like, hey, uh, remind me to call my brother uh, or remind me to talk about my brother's dog, you know, talk to my brother about his dog. And the next time your brother calls, it will uh, it will know that, like, your brother's, you know, John Smith and um, – and like it's him calling, or, uh, but when I used it, and when I asked the product manager to show me how that feature worked, it was just simply a matter of, here's a nickname field, and I can type in any nickname for you I want, including brother, uh, and um, and it will recognize it, and it wasn't clear to me whether like, uh, and still is not whether the program can actually go out there and figure out from my Facebook or other places where I might have designated it who my relatives are. Um, so it does suggest people who you've had contact with a lot, but I don't think it utilizes some of the things where you tag people on Facebook or whatever. So I think the intelligence of it could be better, but I love the fact that it know that it knows that it lets you into sort of the back room to see what it knows about you. And the other thing that's kind of cool about it that Google now is not doing a lot of, uh, and Siri does do a lot of, is is follow-up questions. Uh, so I remember Google now first came out. You know, you if you gave it a command after you'd given it a command, it would ne it would not remember the context of the previous command. You couldn't say something like, "Oh, what what's the weather in Las Vegas? Oh, what'll it be like there tomorrow?" It wouldn't know what there was. Uh, Cortana, Cortana does do that to an extent. Uh, one of the examples that they gave during the keynote, and I verified uh, when I was playing with it, is you can ask to have the temperature change. So you could say, "What's the weather in Las Vegas?" It'll tell you, and then you could say, "Can I now have that in Celsius?" And it will it will flip that to Celsius. It doesn't need you to say again, "Can I now have the weather in Las Vegas in Celsius?" Because it knows what you said before. So that's contextual, which is cool. Uh, so it's got it's got a few it's got those things going for it. Also, you can type to it, which is nice. Uh, you can't type to Siri, Google now. I guess if you're typing to it, you're sort of doing a search. Uh, so um, you know if you don't want everyone to hear what you're saying to your digital assistant, you can just type it. Uh, so I think uh, I think Cortana is a very promising product. It's not you know what I've seen isn't quite there yet, but it, it has a lot of potential. And it it has until the summer to uh, to really get its act get together. There, yeah, yeah. The now one thing that the product manager told me, and one of the people there, one of the Microsoft reps told me, and I don't I don't know uh, how accurate this is, but they said that the voice is some of the voice sampling was done by the woman who does the voice of Cortana in Halo, and some of it wasn't. So it's not a hundred percent. What's her name? Jennifer Smith or whatever Lawrence. Uh, I, I don't know the name of the person who does it, but it 
some of it is the actress who does for those who played Halo, which I am not a Halo player. Uh, the Cortana is a Cortana is a character in Halo, and some of the voice is done by the same woman who does the voiceover in in the game, and some is not. And presumably, um, presumably uh, for other countries, you'll get other voices too. So I'm not. It's not really clear to me whether. You know, I I don't know yet whether, for example, in England you're going to get a British voice like they do with Siri. Uh, what I would like to see, Microsoft, if you're listening, I think that all these folks, uh, Google, Apple, uh, Microsoft, the, the, what they should do is they should find a way to allow you to select a celebrity voice and pay for it or something. I mean, I think everybody wants to would want to be able to customize the voice assistant. I think that would be that would be kind of a neat a neat thing for a while then people get sick of it but it would be cool for it'd be cool for a while yeah but the problem with that is the voice that all of us would want would be michelle barrett and she's dead snoop dog i'm snoop lion i'm sorry <laughs> well you know i i would settle for the guy who voiced hal i think that would be pretty cool that would be my my voice assistant but uh i don't know how much it takes to actually how much recording it takes to get all the phrases that they need to create a voice assistant. It would be an interesting thing to try and figure out because obviously that's a market that, that people would, would want to tap into. Um, some of the other neat things that we saw on Windows Phone 8.1, uh, you know, to some extent are catching up to some of the other platforms, uh, but they're providing things that people with Windows Phone really want. So now there's a new section called the Action Center which does look a little bit like, uh, quite a bit like the Android notification drawer uh, or the similar notification system in iOS where when you pull down, now you're able to do about four quick settings and you're able to see some notifications, which is cool. Uh, you're able to get a wallpaper behind your, uh, behind your live tiles, uh, which is pretty cool. There, uh, enter, there's more enterprise controls, although there's always been, been fairly robust uh, mobile device management in Windows Phone, but now there's there's some more. Uh, so it's it's it it's advancing. Uh, it's getting it's getting better and stronger. But uh, and uh, I think you also see that Nokia. Uh, the other thing I got a chance to do was attend a Nokia event there, uh, where Stephen Elop was talking and he was saying how he can't wait to be to be part of Microsoft. Um, and and uh, well, I mean, what do you expect him to say? Well, yeah. Terrible. But uh, uh, again, since he was with them before he was with Nokia. Yeah, I, I expect he's pretty happy about it. To me, yeah, honestly. I would imagine so. I I suspected when he went over there that he was a bit of a plant to begin with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say that. Uh, that being said, I mean Nokia. I talked to some of their product managers, and they're big proponents of the platform, not just of Nokia. So. They're happy, for example, that there are other phones now getting into the Windows Phone space. Uh, when I was there, they had not yet announced. Uh, you know, we hear now that Samsung is coming out with a new Windows Phone. I don't think they'd announced that yet, uh, but they were just happy that some Chinese companies were getting into the mix. Uh, they they don't see it as competition. They see it as as good for the Windows Phone platform. And uh, you know, we I got a chance to take a look at the Nokia Lumia 930, which. Uh, isn't going to mean much to people in the United States because it's pretty much the Nokia Lumia icon that's on Verizon now, with and it's not coming to you and it's not coming to us because it's pretty much the same phone. Uh, but you know, uh, 
Nokia definitely showed off that they have some great hardware there in the Icon slash Lumia 930, and presumably they're they're going to roll out more stuff in the near future. One thing I found a little bit disconcerting about it is that the new Lumia um, is is like a 20 megapixel camera, so they're not using the full uh, 40 megapixel. 42 megapixel sensor that they used in the Lumia 1020, which was really the best camera phone uh, I think anyone's ever seen. Uh, but they're pretty uh, bullish on the camera in it, and uh, you know they haven't ruled out maybe coming out with another phone that has that has 42 megapixels. So, so that's interesting. Uh, I mean, I think so. I think uh, lots of lots of good things coming for for Windows Phone, and part of that is the effort to unify. Uh, development for Windows Phone and, and Windows 8.1. Uh, obviously, we've heard all this before, so I think we'll have to wait and see how it shakes out, how easy it is to to develop for both uh, Windows Phone and, and Windows 8.1 desktop uh, to develop the same app and you know compile it twice or whatever it's going to take to to get it out there. But they're claiming that with the new tools, it's going to be easier. Uh, and they also uh, really made a big statement. Uh, in, a very, in a very brief way, that it's going to be easier for users to control their own experience uh, in Windows 8.1 because they flashed briefly on the screen a picture of a future update, which will not be Windows 9, but will be an update to the current OS that will have a start, a start menu, a traditional start looking start menu, but with live tiles on it, and the ability to run modern UI apps in in a window. Which Which we know is something that through third-party software has been available basically since launch because Stardock had that pro- product basically at the Windows 8 launch. I think you guys even wrote about it. Yeah. Yep, Modern Mix. Uh, and, and it does a great job. So if you want that functionality today, uh, go over to, you know, Modern Mix, I think, costs $5 or something. Uh, and, and getting the start menu back, you can do that for free with something like Classic Shell, although my favorite start menu uh, utility is Start A, also from Stardock. Uh, and that, I th- believe, also allows you to put uh, live tiles on your start menu or something that looks like them, uh, just like we saw. So you could say eh, it's not a big deal if you've been using utilities. But I guess for the for the uh, vast majority of people who don't go and install utilities, no matter how much sites like ours tell them to do it, um, you know, this is this is definitely a step forward. And and you have to look at. Uh, you know the statement that they're that they're making, which is, hey, you know, we're trying to take it back to uh, a point where the users have more control of their experience. Now, what I'd like to see, and they didn't show, is I'd like to see the opposite. I'd like to see us able to run desktop apps and modern UI as well. Let uh, let the user just choose the shell. Uh, what I had a briefing with Microsoft before Build and talked to their product managers. They didn't tell me about the start menu, but we were talking about some of the updates that they had last week with the persistent taskbar that's come back where you can now view the taskbar in modern UI. And they said, well, you know, we realize that we really, the user is always right. We want the user to be able to choose what, what they, the kind of UI that they want. Well, that's kind of how it was with every previous version of Windows. If you liked Windows XP like my wife does, you could make Windows 7 look a lot like XP. You could even choose like the classic start menu. If you liked DOS when Windows 95 came out, you could 
make it boot to the command prompt. Uh, I don't know why you would, but you could. Uh, Windows 8, I think, was the first time that Microsoft said, you know what, we're, we're going to force a change on you, whether you like it or not. And a lot of people didn't like it. And so I feel like they're going back to doing what they've always done well, which is give people a choice. Well, Windows 95 was kind of a monumental right. shift in in interacting with the with the operating system as well, but not like what Windows 8 is. So I got two things for you. One, uh, the ability to develop between the two platforms is insanely easy. Uh, and the, the publish process looks like it's going to be just as easy. Uh, single project, uh, same view, just uh, the same way that already in Windows 8, you support uh, full screen and then minimize screen is how you support the phone, which is a really cool implementation. And then the other thing, I actually have a question for you. So you mentioned the, uh, the pictures behind the live tiles. Yep. You saw it in action? I did. And what did you a think? Bit of, there's a caveat to it. First of all, it's a little distracting. But second of all, uh, not often uh, not often told, uh, not very well publicized is the fact that the developer has to decide whether their tile is for the whether the tile for their app is translucent. Sure. So a lot of apps will not show the wallpaper through them, including some of the built in Microsoft apps like Office. So even amongst Microsoft's own apps, some of them will have a solid background and you yeah. as a user don't have control of that. Yeah. So is it a great step forward? Not really. Okay. So from from what I've seen and you know, I'm gonna be able to see a lot more of it probably tomorrow, but from what I've seen so far, um it looks so annoying that my future my future apps may not have transparent tiles it's the default but just by normal they're they're transparent but you can make them not it it looks bad enough that i may not allow it <laughs> as a developer i wouldn't do it either right i mean it takes attention away from your app so that's the thing if microsoft really wants people to be able to use it then they probably should put the choice in the user's hand uh, because as a developer, you want your app to stand out, right? And so it's it's going to obstruct the live tile updates and whatever. So as a developer, I wouldn't want it. As a user, I don't know if I'd want it. It's uh, it's an interesting question. I mean, it's it's a feature, so we get to write about it, and that's interesting. Whether it's actually useful is, is a better question. Uh, maybe not. Yeah, we'll we'll see. It's a gimmick. Uh, I mean, one of the nice things I about agree. the gimmick is you move the tiles up and down and so the wallpaper moves behind them or whatever, but it's a gimmick. We've seen this gimmick of moving wallpapers, and this isn't even animated on, on Android for a long time, uh, you know. But they're just trying to sort of – they're trying to have something to kind of make make the home screen, which is pretty uniform looking depending on – uh, what you do with your tiles a little bit more custom looking. Uh, there are probably other things they could do with they could do that would be more interesting, uh, but this is kind of a minimal thing that they're doing. I agree. I I think it's more distraction and gimmick than anything. Well, Abram, thanks for talking about build uh, and all the things you got to see out there because we didn't get to go this year. We're hoping to fix that next year, but. 
It is I what it is. So. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope you guys get to come with me. It would be be fun to uh to go play it build together. <laughs> it would be. Well, I will talk to you guys next week. Before you go, give them your contacts one more time. Can't forget that. Sure. Oh, yes. So if you <laughs> want to read all about Build and the stuff I did there and some other neat stuff, including the Galaxy S5 that we just reviewed, uh, go to laptopmag.com uh, or go to tomsguide.com or follow me uh, Follow me on Twitter at GeekinChief. Thanks, Avram. We'll talk to you in two weeks, I think. One week Okey or two. Doke. Not sure. We'll talk to you then. Okay, whatever. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye.